What is going on all you wonderful A-plusers out there? It is I, Stuart here once again with another video. This time I'm going to be talking about Superman and Lois Season 3. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, Superman and Lois is finally back with this third, hopefully not final season, but of course, uh, you never know with the way things go with the CW nowadays, so hopefully the show continues to go on for another season or two after this, but, you know, for now, uh, it's, it's hard to say whether or not it's going to continue after Season 3, but regardless, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk, of course, about the premiere of season three a very a very solid premiere i'd say it definitely beats the premiere of season two not that there was anything wrong with the premiere of season two i just think this premiere was that much better as for of course comparing it with season one's premiere i mean it's it's really hard to say because while i did really enjoy this uh there is the whole thing with season one's how it was meant to hook you into the show itself so obviously it's really kind of hard to top that but um as an overall season premiere, definitely one of uh, the Arrowverse's best, even if this technically isn't part of the Arrowverse. Um, but yeah, what what did I love about it? What did I not like about it? Well, guys, let's get right into this. I'm going to be starting with the positives, and there are a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the uh, positives of this. Um, so let's start, of course, with Superman trading Jordan and how freaking cool this is. Um, this is actually something that I've been really excited to see in the show ever since season one, of course, but it's also something I wasn't really in a hurry to see this is something i'm really glad that they took their time with because i think the payoff that we got now with this uh with superman essentially training jordan in both uh you know flying and then as we see later on in the fortress of solitude teaching him how to fight as well um you know i think this is really cool like he's training him to basically become superboy um and again, something I've wanted to see for a little while, but again, I'm also really glad the show took their time with it. The payoff is uh, absolutely amazing, and I think the scene with the two of them flying together was just a lot of fun and a great way to start out the uh, the episode. Um, what's also cool is that even though you know Jordan is definitely getting there, we, we do see later on in the show uh, that he's not quite there yet. Um, there's a scene where essentially there's this uh, you know construct there's this building under construction and uh, one of the cranes on top of it is about to collapse. Now, Superman's there on the scene ready to, you know, prevent it from causing any damage, but what he is surprised to see is that Jordan is already there, and he himself tries to see if he can save the day. However, he doesn't quite know how physics works, and so trying to mimic what, he is, what his dad does in situations like this without understanding what his dad is actually doing, he essentially thinks that just shooting his laser beams at the uh, crane will somehow prevent it from collapsing when in actuality it just makes it collapse even faster so now superman has to kind of do double duty um you know both you know stop it from causing any more damage to the city and also you know stop it from collapsing anymore so he he is not happy with jordan and uh basically uh you know does kind of tell him that this, this type of thing unless he specifically says he needs his help like he cannot do again and the payoff for this i think is kind of cool later on which i'll get to uh because um, it happens like kind of towards the end of the episode. Uh, something uh, in regards to Clark and Lois this season. Um, this was something that we kind of knew going into the season because Todd helping the showrunner did say that now COVID uh, restrictions have been, you know, eased off uh, for, the, uh, for the filming schedule. So they were allowed to have a lot more intimate scenes between Clark and Lois. And we definitely do see them being a lot more intimate uh, within this season for sure. I heard they made out and had sex. 
Uh, this leads to Lois possibly getting pregnant, but possibly uh, leading to something else. Um, we get a little bit more of this as she continues to investigate Bruno Mannheim in Metropolis. This was where, of course, season two left off with uh, Diggle making his seasoned cameo and then uh, telling John Henry Irons that Bruno, Bruno Mannheim might have been the one responsible of killing John Henry Irons on the, uh, you know, um, I, I heard a YouTuber refer to it as Earth Todd. I can't remember which one in particular, but that's what I'm going to start calling the Superman and Lois universe. I'm going to start calling it Earth Todd. So anyways, um, you know, basically they're, you know, Lois is the one investigating since the uh, ending of that. And I will say this, that was one thing I was kind of disappointed by with this season premiere. And, um, and that is the fact that we don't have, it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting any more Diggle this season. Uh, there was an interview recently with the actor that plays John Henry Irons. And according to him, uh, David Ramsey will pr uh, apparently not be appearing this season on Superman and Lois, which is a great shame, of course. Um, you know, with the way they left things off in the previous season, I actually kind of expected him to play a bit of a bigger role, but... Um, I guess, I guess that's a little bit of disappointment for the episode then, because unfortunately, it um, unfortunately it just doesn't look like he's going to be uh, coming back this season. But regardless, Lois is still, of course, you know, tracking down Bruno Mannheim, and we get a little more uh, context into why she's very interested in uh, basically being able to expose him. Apparently, this isn't her first run-in with Bruno Mannheim, and in the past, they uh, both her and Clark, as reporters, have been trying to take him down. However, he's really good when it comes to basically bribery and just you know intimidating other people to not rat him out. So he's been able to stay underneath, uh, you know, under the radar and uh, Lois hasn't been able to take him in. So in a way, he's basically Lois's white well from the book Moby Dick. That is how uh, Todd Helping described him uh, throughout uh, or described what he's going to be like to Lois this whole season. So I definitely look forward to seeing more of that. But we see Lois going to the doctor in order to talk to uh, John Henry Irons' sister, who is a doctor at the hospital that she's at. Um, and he, it's here we find out that Lois might actually be pregnant. But on top of that, uh, we find out that apparently she's been pretty persistent with trying to, uh, you know, talk to uh, uh, Dr. Irons for quite some time because she does not look happy when she sees that Lois is uh, her patient and basically tries to tell her to piss off. But uh, Lois is really good at, you know, getting people to kind of open up to her. So eventually Dr. Irons does reveal that John Henry Irons, before he died, he had actually been doing some illegal arms dealing with uh, people like Lex. Lex Luthor and Bruno Mannheim, uh, bringing like a little more uh, connective tissue as to how Bruno Mannheim might have been involved with John Henry uh, Irons' death. So, um, there is unfortunately a second part to this, and I was going to wait till the end to bring this up, but I have it in my notes here, so I might as well talk about it right now. Uh, so we we do have a sad ending to the pregnancy bit, though, in the storyline. Um, it does end with her getting a call from Dr. Irons confirming that Lois is not pregnant, uh, but that her symptoms that she's been having lately could be something else. And there was a look that Lois kind of had when she said that, a, a look at, of like, um, not necessarily that she saw it coming, but that she isn't super surprised as if, um, you know, this could be something that maybe runs in her family, which is, you know, a very common thing when it comes to cancer. So it is something where if she has like, let's say breast cancer or something in that ballpark, uh, it could be something that she knew was a possibility because maybe, uh, it ran her family and her mother had it or grandmother had it because it 
could be one of those things that skips a generation. Regardless, there is a look in her face that kind of says that while, you know, she didn't see it coming, she isn't uh, necessarily the most shocked. And if this is the story route that they go with her character, I think it would definitely be uh, very interesting, especially with, you know, her husband being Superman. It kind of takes you back to that first Superman movie when he lost his father uh, to a heart attack, you know, all the power in the world and he still wasn't able to stop, you know, something like a heart attack or, you know, the most human of, you know, illnesses, things like that. Um, the, the next thing that I really wanted to talk about, cause I actually thought this was uh very interesting was Sam and Natalie, essentially Sam wanting to, uh, kind of be there in her life because he, he knows that on her earth, Sam was of course her grandfather. Uh, so he does basically take her to the movies and while he mostly does mean well uh this unfortunately leads to uh, other intentions as we find out as he's trying to convince her to join the dod academy in metropolis which of course very much upsets her because it means that oh so you're not actually interested in getting to know me you just wanted to recruit me recruit me to uh your school Oh, and side note about this scene, uh, I totally forgot to say this in the review, but uh, while the two of them are waiting in line, you get this uh, hilarious line. You know, I still can't believe they killed Kimmy in the last one. And it just makes me think of uh, one thing. Oh my god, they killed Kimmy! You bastards! Now, um, I will be fair to Sam and say that I don't think that was fully his only intention. Like, as we do see when he apologizes later on, he did actually want to get to know her. But as he also kind of goes on to explain, he's really terrible with people. And he always says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Uh, which it was also something that I thought was kind of funny. Because like watching, you know, I saw this episode twice. And watching it a second time, kind of knowing what, was, what this was going to to lead to yeah it is kind of funny to me how it gets brought up you know like the moment he just it feels like he has kind of like nothing to add to the conversation that's when he kind of feels like bringing it up which also kind of leads me to uh think that you know that definitely wasn't his intended purpose of uh you know taking her to the movies because here's the thing when people want something from you a lot of times it'll be the very last thing they say or at least in tv logic i'm not talking about real life i'm talking about tv logic um it'll usually be be the last thing that they say to you like before parting ways not something that you would normally drop in the middle of a conversation uh so i do believe sam when he says that it wasn't like just his intention to uh recruit her he actually did want to get to know her i do actually believe him when he says that only because of the way uh that shifted into the conversation regardless he definitely didn't think it through didn't realize uh you know how it, it could come off and of course you know didn't stop to think that oh hey this little girl lost her entire Entire world. Maybe she doesn't really need to go to military school at the moment, you know? Um, I just thought that was, uh, you know, just a pretty well done scene and just, again, like kind of some cool character dynamics that I really didn't expect to see. And speaking of character dynamics, one of my favorites, so there was a lot of comedy in this premiere uh, episode, which surprised me because, you know, it's not that Superman and Lois doesn't crack a joke now and then, but uh, it's very, the comedy has always been very tame in the show, but like in this episode, I mean, uh, I, don't, I I can't remember who the writer was for it, but man, they, they definitely had a few uh, funny gags up their sleeve, and one of them was uh, Clark and John running into each other at the convenience store, and John seeing Clark buying some 
some pregnancy tests and uh just kind of that moment where they're both kind of like he's smiling at clark clark is smiling back and then what i really love is kind of like how it ends with john giving clark some advice where clark kind of reveals to john that he's a little bit hesitant of having this kid and john just you know telling him just if this is really how you're feeling you need to be honest with uh with lois lane about it uh i thought it was a real cool moment between the two of them and it makes you you know remember how far they've really come over the years like you look back at the very first episode when when he was essentially the what we thought was going to be the villain of the season and kind of seeing how the two of them are basically best buds now it's just i absolutely love it um and now we got to talk about of course one of the biggest highlights of the episode and that is superman versus the atom man Okay, so uh, basically during this episode, there is a birthday party for, of course, Jonathan and Jordan Kent. And uh, man, talk about a sweet 16 because everyone in Metropolis, or not Metropolis, I almost said Metropolis now. Everyone in Smallville is at this party. And I don't know if this is just a small town thing. Like, is it common for like just, you know, everyone in town to go to a 16-year-old's birthday party? Like, to me, that was like, or, or maybe it's just because everyone loves the Kents because they're a very respected family could be something like that regardless this party was huge but in the middle of this party Superman of course has to leave because people in Metropolis are in trouble as Metropolis is of course being attacked by Adam Man from uh, season one I believe is when we were introduced to him he's basically just uh, best way to describe it he's a he is a, a Nazi living in modern day um, and normally not the biggest threat to Superman because this guy is usually just a normal human being who can be taken down easily however this time this guy has got powers and let me tell you this man there is nothing more terrifying than a Nazi with superpowers. Like, holy shit. Uh, and this leads to what I have to say is was just an outstanding, outstanding fight scene that basically uh, basically bounces from all across uh, Metropolis, from, like, you know, the, the Metropolis, like, uh, like, center to suddenly we're in the slums of Metropolis. And uh, through this, there's the two of them crashing into buildings with Superman trying so hard to lead them, um, basically to kind of like the more abandoned buildings of Metropolis. And it is just, oh my gosh, I, you know, it, the kid in me just wanted to pick up a couple of action figures and go, yeah, take that, take that, eh, 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 you know, um, awesome, great fight. The fight ends, of course, uh, around the slums of uh, Metropolis, and this is where we get introduced to another villain uh, who's going to be in this season, and that's another, none other than Onomatopoeia. Um, <laughs> it's, it's such a weird name, but, uh, this is actually a character created by Kevin Smith, which, uh, um, I didn't know about, like, this is a green arrow villain, which is why it's really surprising to see him here in a uh, Superman TV show. Um, but as far as we can tell, um, this is a very different from the uh, version of him in the comic books as uh, in the comic books. Now, keep in mind, I don't know a lot about this character, but from what I hear, uh, he's a vigilante um, that, or not even really vigilante. He's basically just uh, a douchebag that loves to kill street level superheroes uh, because he does it like purely for sport. And it's never been confirmed, but supposedly it's a very doubtful that he ha even has any superpowers. Um, although this is apparently something that is not necessarily confirmed about his character character. 
but in this, he definitely has powers because um, towards the end of the fight, Adam Man is suddenly completely like just annihilated, seemingly with bullets. But as Clark then figures out from doing his x-ray vision, uh, there were no bullets on the ground. His skin just seems to something invisible seemed to have just like tore his skin apart. And it's here that we get to see him and he seems to be able to use sound as a weapon is probably the best best way to describe it as he's able to use like the sound of bullets to pierce out of man's uh, body. And then he also uses just the uh, sounds of people screaming against Superman to make him like go flying away. And then when Superman comes back, both onomatopoeia and Adam man are suddenly gone. Um, and then we also have another ending bit with him and Bruno Mannheim, as we find out the two of them are definitely working together, but it seems that, uh, or Bruno Mannheim is the one in charge. Uh, but, um, uh, during this scene, which, uh, takes place kind of like in this, uh, like abandoned looking factory where they seem to be doing like, uh, some sketchy ex human, uh, human experiments and that kind of thing. Um, we, we see him, uh, essentially experimenting on Adam man and, uh, bringing him back to life. That's right. Even though Adam man was definitely dead the last time we saw him after you know the invisible bullets or whatever uh he definitely he somehow is able to use this liquid and bring him right back to life and something i gotta say i find uh very interesting about this with adamant is with him of course you know being a nazi and everything it's very interesting to see him being the one getting experimented on given that this is something that nazis used to do to you know basically their prisoners um so it is kind of like a, a perfect irony i guess you could say for that character um and so now uh before i get into the stuff that i didn't like i'm just going to talk about the stuff that happened in this episode that i just you know they they happened but they weren't like stuff that really stuck out like a lot but um but both of these i actually thought were probably some of the funnier moments of the episode uh chrissy and kyle like i did not see that coming uh but i thought that was just absolutely hilarious and it definitely made sense for both of their characters i mean neither one of them really have anyone in their life right now so it makes sense that two lonely people would eventually hook up at a 16 year old's birthday party <laughs> oh man when i say it out loud that sounds really bad but yes uh i guess uh i don't think like necessarily we're going to be seeing more of that it might have just been a one-off thing but there is definitely that possibility the doors like open Open metaphorically between the two of them uh but uh who knows where they will go with that um another kind of honorable mention i want to give about this is uh i did love seeing how like uh awkward chrissy is at a at the party uh, you know, from one socially awkward person to another, I, I, I thought she was just absolutely adorable throughout this entire scene, or I guess, I, I guess I should say adorkable. She was like super adorkable throughout that whole party. Um, and I, I just had to give a shout out to that. Um, the other thing I wanted to give a shout out to was of course, Lois Lane, uh, teaching, uh, her son how to drive. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is something almost every teenager can relate to in one way or another just having that that parent kind of breathing over your shoulder you know they mean well but the you know the more they nitpick at you the more stresses you out and causes you to make even more mistakes and i think the payoff to that joke uh was like the funniest so funny that even though i spoiled literally everything about this episode i don't want to spoil the punchline to this joke because i was laughing so hard again this episode with the comedy they were just nailing it um, now there are negatives that I do want to talk about before I wrap up this review specifically to uh, negative things. So negative thing number one was uh, Sarah Cushing in this episode. I did not like her 
at all. Um, and no, no, before you guys try to say, oh, just because she wants to be friends with Jordan. No, in fact, that was actually something I was kind of excited about. Um, you know, I feel like it's hard to see characters kind of grow together when they're uh, kind of like weighed down by a relationship. So when, when I found out that they were going to start the season out with the two of them just being friends, I was actually really looking forward to that. Uh, you could see in one of the previews that, uh, you know, felt very uncomfortable for Jordan, which makes sense because they had been in a relationship for, I want to say like over a year. So it makes sense that just being friends would feel weird for him. That being said, I was not a fan of how she essentially uh, tried to say that Jordan was being disrespectful because of his emotions, because he didn't feel, you know, um, necessarily that great about the two of them being friends and keep in mind the entire episode he's never like he's being sweet to her for sure and yeah he went above and beyond to get her a gift but there was nothing in the episode to imply that he was trying to get back with her and so you get this like party scene between the two of them and you have her kind of being like uh you know with him being a little shy especially because like the scene before uh you know after he got her this gift she didn't even take the gift with her she just left it with him uh and, and he ends up being kind of like quiet around her because he just doesn't know what to say which is you know and if she wanted to just say hey you don't need to be weird around me or anything you know we can still be friends and that kind of stuff uh or i'm sorry you know that i made things weird something like that that would have been fine but instead she just kind of goes uh yeah i need some space and i need you to respect that like what are you talking about like what has he done in this episode to suggest that he doesn't respect the fact that you want to just be friends uh to me it came off as emotionally manipulative her being like hey you know you should feel guilty for feeling uh you know sad that we're not together anymore like i i hated that so that was my big negative for the episode the other negative uh not the biggest negative but something that i still need to start bringing up at some point the superpowers in this show, man. Okay. So ever since the first season, it kind of feels like almost every single enemy that Superman faces, um, they just aren't creative with superpowers in this show because every enemy is, has always just literally been, Oh, I have Superman's powers, just not as good. Um, and I mean, maybe you could say the exception is uh, parasite, but that's like more, that's again, the exception to that. Uh, for the most part, like every enemy that we've seen uh, in the show who has powers, it's always just been kind of the same, like either super strength, super speed, laser uh, beam eyes, something like that. Um, I just want them to be a little more creative. Onomatopoeia, again, in this episode was the exception to that. So I hope we get more, uh, you know, metahumans in the show like him pretty much going forward. Um, I, I'm hoping anyways, keeping my fingers crossed. Um but yeah, that was my biggest, because as much as I loved that fight between Superman and Adam man, uh, there, there was a part of me that was kind of disappointed where it's just like, Oh, Adam man, you have powers now. Oh, you're, once again, your powers are just Superman, but not quite as good. Um, so this is just something I wanted to bring up now because we've been seeing so much of it and I really hope, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, goes away later on. And as I'm looking through my notes, I realize there is something that I completely left out that might be very important later on. Uh, so this isn't a negative thing just because I'm putting it in the negative category. I'm just talking about it now because I totally forgot this was actually something intriguing, I'll say. Um, but there is an issue when it comes to some of the funding of Smallville. And uh, Lana Lane is 
essentially moving some of the funding from one thing to another. I don't know exactly how this stuff works. I'm sure it made sense in the dialogue, but you know, regardless, um, we we do see the previous the mayor from the previous season, season Mayor Dean, um, coming and trying to to warn Lana basically that she shouldn't be messing with those funds. That uh, she doesn't know why those funds are there and that they have a very particular reason. This leads me to believe that this will be like the Smallville connection for uh, Bruno Mannheim. So if we ever do see Bruno Mannheim in Smallville, that might be the reason. It could be that or it goes even deeper than that. Because if we're looking at the TV show Smallville, uh, one of the characters that lived in Smallville or had like a big, you know, you know, I, I'd say um, big stakes in Smallville essentially had their footprint definitely deep there in Smallville uh, were the Luthers. So, you know, my prediction of where this money is coming from or where this money, uh, why this money is something that's not to be messed with is that it belongs to someone really powerful, whether it's Bruno Mannheim or Le Lex Luthor. Who knows? But I definitely think that this is going to be how uh, Lana Lang's storyline story as the mayor is going to basically tie into the overall big picture of the season. But that is just uh, my current prediction. So overall, guys, like I said absolutely solid episode didn't like the sarah stuff i also really hope they get a little more creative with the uh superpowers going on in the future but from everything else from character relationships and uh just overall character growth that we get to see throughout the season another thing i forgot to bring up speaking of character growth uh because i said i was going to come back to this but was uh that was jordan essentially because during the superman adam fight we do see that jordan is listening in on it and one thing that i feel like would have happened if if this was season one of the show is that Superman would have said to Jordan, Hey, you know, don't do this again unless I say so. And then Jordan wouldn't have listened. He would have gone in and either maybe he would have done some good, but he still would have disobeyed. Um, you know, regardless, he doesn't do that here. He actually listens to his dad when his dad says, uh, you know, not to do anything unless he, you know, specifically asks for his help. So while he's listening in on the fight, he notices that not once during the fight does Superman say, hey, Jordan, I need your help or anything like that. He listens. And I thought that was a real cool character growth for that character. Um... One last thing that I totally forgot to talk about, of course, was the recasting for Jonathan Kent. Uh, personally, I don't mind this new actor at all. I think he's doing a really good job, but man, he does not feel like the same character. The lines were there and there are some mannerisms he had that were similar to Jonathan Kent, but man, just his voice and his overall demeanor they don't feel like the same character. It's great in his own way. And I can't wait to see how he does in this season. It looks like he's fitting in with the cast and crew uh, incredibly well. But man, they do not feel like the same character is all I'm going to say. Um, that being said, uh, yeah, all that nitpicking aside, uh, great, great first episode. Loving it so far. Looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out. But of course, guys, at the end of the day, those are just my A-plus opinions. We here at A-plus opinions always want to know what you guys think. So definitely let me know your thoughts about the episode in the comments below. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to our channel. But of course, guys, above all, don't forget to keep it A-plus. And I will talk to you all later. Goodbye. <laughs>